0: What's up, sports fans, and welcome back to Low Expectations, the Cruder Golf Podcast. Tonight's episode is a founders chat with Haley, Kiki, Hey, and me, Jenny. This will be a year-review podcast unlike any other. Seriously, I'm looking at the questions right now, and it's really just a hodgepodge of topics that are loosely related to a New Year's episode. We're going to leave the technical wrap-ups and countdowns to the professionals and do what we do best tonight, which is give you a completely subjective recap of some selected topics. Um, So without further ado, uh, first up, we haven't always been super prepared for every episode, so we wanted to share some further research that we completed after the airings of said episodes. Um, One of the things our listeners might remember is... um, Kiki historically made a claim that the pavilion at Sweeten's Cove was giant. Um, Kiki, do you want to tell us exactly how giant the pavilion is? So
1: first of all, giant is a subjective term. Um, and second of all, yes, Adamski, uh, shout out to Adamski, gave us the square footages, which is the pavilion is 800 square feet and the practice green is 17,500 square feet. So slightly smaller than the practice screen um but would you call I it giant still? still yeah still giant in my mind and you know what that's the memory that I will always have of speed and scope no matter how many times I go so
0: <laughs> so jokes on you Jen yeah, <laughs> yeah <joke. Fair> <laughs> hey you know what I'm not here to trash these memories <laughs> <laughs> your memories are very much
2: your own exactly uh, Haley I believe last episode you also made some some big claims yeah, I made a wild claim um directly to Marina Alex's face that she was the rookie of the year in 2013 um which turns out to not be true. I was pretty convinced that it was true because I thought I'd just read it on the internet and I told her as much. Um she was pretty steadfast in her belief that she was not <laughs> rookie of the year and turns out she was right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, that kind of reflects um, on the preparation that goes into the podcast. You know, I'd done my research the night before, but as as most episodes go, I, you know, I do some last minute Googling and, and all of that. And I think I was on the LPGA website and, and saw someone was the rookie of the year in 2013. <laughs> and just immediately assigned it to Marina. And, you know, luckily, it she was, was a good story up, about it. She a riot she's not offended. And guard. That That's was hard. actually the rookie Mariah Tanagar, and I
0: believe that. Oh, I was, I was said that too. She was, I was like, "I think that was no Mariah Jatanagar. and you're like, "Um, well, the internet says it was you." So. <laughs> you were like, "I don't think so, actually.
2: That was you." <laughs> I think it was Giant. Honestly, there's a lot of <laughs> misinformation out there, so I'm not to blame.
0: Well, and it's tough doing research on the internet because you always end up in a rabbit hole. You know, one thing leads to another. You see something you didn't expect to see, and before you know it, you are neck deep in Hilaria Baldwin content, which we'll get to later. <laughs> we'll get to that later yeah, thank you, John. Fascinating. Um, I'm sure we've had a lot more um, corrections to issue. Uh, so let us know if you picked up on some fact that would that you want to dispute. Um, on my bbc spot from um a couple of weeks ago which i'm sure the listeners are familiar with um i fumbled a stat i said 10 out of the six past 16 winners of majors um had been from south korea it was actually 10 out of the 16 past u.s open winners um which is i mean it was close enough but i knew he did not know he didn't he
2: didn't catch it (laughs)
0: I got really nervous, and I knew that those were the numbers. I just didn't know what to assign them to, what fact to assign them to. I'm really sweating at that point. I could feel the bright lights of my uh, knockoff ring light that my mom got me <laughs> for Christmas last year. Thank God I like had a that. The light-up makeup mirror that i never found a use for um, until, 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 until BBC called. <laughs> Um, but I mean, and, and on that vein, um, the podcast so far, I think obviously we've got some areas we can improve upon, but it's been fun overall. Um, yeah, I think the biggest, um,
1: takeaway that I've noticed from the 10 episodes, as far as that we talk on the podcast, exactly how we talk in real life, which is with a lot of emphasis and energy, and we interrupt each other <laughs> constantly, and interrupt our guests, talk <laughs> over each other, so um, it can get a little confusing for the listeners, I think, and it doesn't really translate as well when we're in three different places. Um, but we're working on it, you know. we it's a learning curve,
2: so yeah, I think it's bear clear. with us.
0: Yeah yeah I, yeah, I just want to, the thing is too, like it feels weird being quiet and listening to somebody for so yeah. long. yeah, like, and I'm just standing there like smiling and like nodding. and then every once in a while I have to say like, yeah, like <laughs> really loudly, <laughs> just so that they know that i
3: that I'm I agree with
0: them. and I'm so you no know, i want I want every guest to feel like they um they're being agreed with because of a far, yeah, um before we before we settled on low expectations we had quite a few names that we were throwing around we were really agonizing over what to name this um and And, and we thought we came up with the winner we thought that we had the most
1: original name we were obsessed with it get a grip turns out max homa already launched a podcast with the same name we had no idea i think i texted it to hallie and she was like Pretty sure that's the name of Maxwell and Jane Bacon's
0: podcast. We are like, Oh yeah, we knew it was a good name. It was <laughs> such a good name that people who are far more famous than we are got to, got to it first. Um, um, but some alternate names, um, along with get a grip. Turns out there's also an more. There are other low expectations podcasts, but they're not golf related. So I think that we're safe for now. Oh, really?
1: Uh, I didn't even. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know
2: that. I did a little
0: research before. I mean, yeah, got to figure. I didn't. None of them were good though. Like I listened to maybe thirty seconds of each one, and I don't know. I think they're probably in podcast graveyard or something. Um, but other alternate titles were: Am I doing this right? Uh, swing easy slash swing and easy. Um, cowabunga. <laughs> uh good game with gruder golf cool and fun <laughs> welcome to cool and fun with gruder golf uh, golf nuts <laughs> play it cool we were really trying to convey that we were cool um bogey town fast and loose with gruder golf for the birds I still like it that. To I spot. I mean that's like a I feel like that's like a personal slogan for us. I that's a
2: college throwback at this point. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good bounce. Skip the first hole. Doesn't really roll off the tongue that well. That's still a, a classic grouter golf uh, rule, but uh punching out and my personal favorite, who cares? Gruder <laughs> golf. <laughs> so those are on the chopping uh on the what is it? The, the chopping block? The chopping block, yeah. Or yeah. what's Chopper. the what's the term with the floor? Um, the cutting room floor, the cutting room floor. So those are the ones of the cutting room floor. If anyone's looking to launch their own podcast, if you're so <laughs> inspired, feel free to dig in our trash. <laughs> those are all um, for grabs. Uh, we were also going to share a little bit with you about what we learned this year, um, but. A, we've already told you pretty much everything that we've learned um, on this podcast. That's the whole point. And B, most of these things you probably already knew. Um, so we're not going to bore you with that. But we do want to issue a congratulations to the 2020 winners on the LPGA Tour during this historic season that could. Um, Haley, do you want to read us off the, uh, the winners this year? Wow, what
2: a, what a curveball, Jen. We did not review this. <laughs> I know. Well, they're written now. Keeping you on your toes. All, All right, details. here we go. Starting at the top. Gabby Lopez, Madeline Sagstrom, He Young Park, Daniel Kang times two, Stacey Lewis, Sophia Popov, Austin Ernst, Miriam Lee, Georgia Hall, Mel Reed, Si Young Kim, Allie Ewing, Si Young Kim again, uh, Angela Sanford, a Kim, and Jin Young Ko. Woo. Uh, All right, no uh, curveballs. Who's your favorite? Okay. <laughs> For me, well, I, I talk about this in a little bit based on our outline, but um, I got to go with Danielle Kang for the back-to-back wins in Toledo this year. Um, she's now an honorary Mud Hen, much like myself, self-proclaimed. Um, Why don't you explain that to
1: the listeners since Jen and I had no idea what that was?
2: <laughs> yeah, totally fair. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm sort of making it up, but this is what I assume people mean <laughs> when they call Danielle Kang a Mud Hen. Um, the minor league, minor league baseball team out of Toledo, Ohio is called the Toledo Mud Hens. Um, so, you know, you just refer to yourself as a mud hen. I am a mud hen. I am born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Daniel King is now an honorary mud hen for winning two times in, o- in Toledo, uh, this year. So Wait, that's my, have you ever? Have you ever no. heard anybody else describe themselves as a mud hen from Toledo? No, it's not like you, it's not something you offer up, but I've been in conversation with people and they're like, oh, you're a mud hen. I mean, it's probably Noah to be honest, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I've heard it before. And I, I want to say. I heard it either on a broadcast or reading an article about Danielle's wins and like them calling her a mud hen. So I did not make it up. Although there could be an edit to our next episode where I correct myself after doing some research after the episode. <laughs> so stay tuned. But no, I, I think it's a thing. I can pull some others. Sounds enough like a thing. Yeah,
0: Kiki, who was your favorite winner this year? I I
2: mean I love Danielle Kang too,
1: but just for some diversity, I really loved the Sophia Popov story. Like I thought that was that, that was just like a really heartwarming time on the tour, and
0: yeah, yeah. I loved that. You no, know, I want to get her on here. That's maybe something to manifest. We'll yeah. get to that later. Our manifestations. Um, Honestly, I was really hyped when Mel Reed won. I think that she's really, yeah. really, really cool. Um, also just got engaged. And when we put when we reposted her engagement announcement, which sometimes it feels really creepy to do that because they're real people that see it. Um, <laughs> I was very excited for her. And then her fiance, um, Carly said thank you. Oh. So maybe we can get her in the podcast, who knows both <laughs> Mel on. Reed and her fiance, Carly. That would be pretty fun. I mean, yeah, so many. this was such a big year for us personally, you know, in the LPGA, um, this is probably the first year that I like actively put it on my calendar and made it a real effort to watch, you know, most of the tournaments that I could if I wasn't golfing myself, which was um, for most of the warmer months. But
2: yeah, I I would say that this is probably the first year where I I set time aside to watch it. And, you know, I think part of that has to do with the pandemic and being at home and working from home. But You know, I I got to set up my US Women's Open second laptop and had that running all day alongside my work computer, much like many people do for the masters. Uh, So that was certainly a pivot in my personal life in terms of how I prioritize watching the LPGA. And um, I think it's a habit that I'll carry into 2021 and beyond. Yeah, for sure. It's different. And then you start to learn
1: all the people, and, you know, you know, them as people and as players and you're so much more inclined to tune back in week after week like it it's really nice you get a lot of the storyline so
2: uh another thing that i thought was cool was the fact that you know i've followed a lot of these players on instagram for a number of years but without watching the tournaments you know you kind of get the highlights or the the top moments from each tournament but actually watching an entire tournament and then just to your point of like actually getting to know the players. It's so much more interesting than to see them online and then understand how they are presenting themselves on social media. And it's like, yeah, you get to know them a lot better than just either seeing them through social media or just only on the tournaments. Um, I thought that would just like make such a big difference. Cause it feels like you're watching people that you almost know. Maybe that's the creepy part of social media. I don't know. That is definitely know. the creepy part of social media. <laughs> sure. It's, it's
0: also premier. kind of nice though, you know, like yeah, I mean, the strength for all- of it. For all the people drag, you know, the social aspect through the mud, which there is obviously so much like muck to it, you know, like so much just like bullshit out there. But it is really nice to be able to like, talk to people, especially, you know, if we're talking about like the podcast and stuff, like people reaching out that would just like, never usually have like a direct line, you know, and like emails just different because you don't get to see like, who the person behind the emails are, you know, it doesn't come with a profile that tells you like, You know maybe what they had for breakfast which is maybe irrelevant information but you know it does kind of fill out the character a little bit more no it's all kind of character you're right you know i think this year a lot of it was about you know trying to look on the bright side of things Mm -hmm. when there maybe wasn't too much bright side to be had um so that was that was somewhat of a bright spot so do we have any favorite um golf memories from this year (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I played a lot of golf, certainly in um, the spring and the summer, less in the fall. But my favorite, go- so a lot of favorite golf memories, but my most favorite one was actually pre-COVID, which it's crazy to think that the PGA show 2020 was in 2020, but it was. And the four of us going down there... To Orlando having really absolutely no idea what to expect or really what we were doing um, and just running around was so fun. Like, And also, we all came back from the PGA show fully saying that we were going to quit our day jobs and do brutal for full time. And we were like, within six weeks, we are going to be working for ourselves. And thank fucking God we didn't do that because we would all be is so broke without having any events in 2020 so but you know the energy coming off the pga show was was unmatched
0: We will all be at our parents houses yeah yeah, not (laughs) just me
2: (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i would say this year definitely was a lot of golf which was another bright spot in the year um i think i played more golf this year than i did in my first three rounds of playing golf combined so that was a huge milestone for me. Um, my memory, my favorite memory, though, I, I'm going to double down on Daniel Kang. I'm going to say seeing her win in Toledo back-to-back was really fun because, again, that's like right when I started watching the tournaments and, and really getting invested and, and feeling like I knew the players and knowing, knowing who to follow along with and all of that. Um, so that's my top memory. Yeah, and that will be an interesting thing to kind of bring into
0: 2021 because Solheim is at Inverness. It surely is, yeah. we're done for.
2: We, um, we're going to be there one way or another. I, it's also over my birthday weekend, which I only recently. Oh, my played. God. Yeah. So. Really? Big wow. 31, guys. Labor <laughs> um, we yeah. Day weekend? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that also might be a lot.
0: I was all <laughs> we're gonna have to double check that um course, it's a after it's around my about we'll be celebrating your 31st birthday I was also about to say I can't believe you're about to turn 31 because I feel like you just turned 30 but this is fully nine months away so
2: <laughs> yeah I'm I a lot better like um, um yeah
0: I was playing so much this summer like even I mean not even in the summer starting while things were locked down you know Massachusetts Golf course didn't, didn't open till much later than everybody else, but we were kind of sneaking out. Um, and despite all that, I feel like I played probably the worst that I've like played yet Uh, every year. I felt like I was at least getting a little bit better. And this year I I did not. Um, but one bright spot was that I got an Eagle in, I think April, um, either April or May. So I got an Eagle, um, was it a par five? It was a par four. Mm. par four so i it was a short par four shout out um and it was like it was you know like 194 or something you know and i stuck it to like two feet and then i just you know i i hit the putt so that was exciting um and then i never did it again on that same course that i played you know many many times (laughs) so it's a little bit haunting actually be careful what you wish for um, and now I'm also I've become really, really nervous about getting a hole in one because I really don't want to buy all the drinks for everybody. Is that yeah. rude? No, not rude.
1: <laughs> like,
2: that sucks. It's not rude, but I want a hole in one more than I care about having to buy drinks for everyone. Well, it depends like who's there. I mean yeah, it depends where you are. Sure. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to get a hole in one at a court, like at a public course or like at a course that isn't mine, that like I don't need to buy everyone's drinks. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends. That that racks up though. My my
0: own bar bills are a little bit higher than I would like them sometimes. So I can't even imagine doubling <laughs> triple, you know, I don't know what t- times 10 is, but times 10 that or more. Yeah. Yeah. The Probably stress- more, yeah. So I'm really already stressed for my what first I- hole in one. <laughs> 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 on to 2021 um yeah and because i played so much golf i think that the songs that were on my golf playlist ended up being pretty much the songs that were my spotify wrapped and Mm -hmm. um it showed me kind of how much of a psycho i am um my number one played song this year um and my number one artist was megan the stallion girls in the hood um which really got me through some tough days out there yeah yeah, I equally had, you know,
1: pretty much overwhelmingly rap, which isn't really a new thing. That's pretty much an, an every year thing. A lot of Roddy Ricch, um, Lil Wayne, Baby, Migos, <laughs> Justin Bieber, Holy was was really up there. Maybe my second most played song.
2: <laughs> so I went to my Spotify to review this, but at the same time, I feel a little gypped because we always use my boyfriend's cell phone and his Spotify when we'd play yeah, that like the is wider The number array one, content.
3: Content. yeah,
2: exactly. um So really? I feel like my Spotify wasn't what.
0: One of my favorite <laughs> videos from the um from the Atlanta trip was he was playing "Freshman" by The Verve <laughs> as you were teeing off, and then you walk over like you finished your tee shot. We're all in the carts, which is rude. Um, and you, like, go to walk into the cart, and he peels off, and it's yeah. like, see, the hails? And, like, the whole time he's playing, we were merely freshmen. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I have not heard this song oh, in right. a long time, and also really didn't expect to hear it on a golf course. not golf music,
2: decidedly. I... I can probably bet that is one of his top 10 songs of 2020 on his Spotify. was <laughs> well, kind of a 2020 song. I mean, it fit, right? And I don't know. I feel like I don't listen to as much rap as you guys. So, like, when I'm on a golf course, I like like more breezy music. I think Black Puma's r- uh, Radio was what we had on most often. And that wasn't my top 10 Spotify rap. So, that was at least indicative. Um, I also did want to shout out a recent uh, favorite which was not in the top because it's just come out. But um, I've been a big Miley fan lately with her new album, Plastic Hearts. So just throwing that out there. You know, we might see more of that in 2021. Um, it's really vibey. It's a, it's a nice throwback of sorts. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have a good answer besides Verve the Freshman is what I'll go with. I haven't listened to a lot of Miley lately. I don't think I've listened
0: to the new album, but I like Miley's whole thing, kind of to some extent.
2: Do, yeah. some extent of, i, I do i completely like agree it. it's confusing i'm not to all me. in on it but i'm i agree but i'm in on i'm in on the voice the voice itself yes. is so good and mm-hmm. she does a lot of like she did a stevie nicks remix of one of her songs um i don't know she just she has a whole different like persona on this album which i think is also kind of her shtick right is like changing it up with each album um True but yeah I, I just like, which, it's a rock album technically it's a rock what She's a true pop star
0: in that regard. You know, she's constantly kind of riding a new wave and reinventing herself. Um, I actually wasn't really much of a Miley fan until I saw her live. Um, I got free tickets back when she was doing the Bangers tour where she wrote on the hot dog. And um, I expected it to just be like stupid. But she sat down and did acoustic covers for a little while. And it was when her dog Floyd had just died. (laughs) And it was very heartfelt. Um, I, and that was kind of where I turned a corner on Miley. I was like, God, I don't know what the hell is up with this chick, but she is talented. Um,
2: yeah. Honestly, I think I remember you going to that concert and saying that after afterwards. And I think that's why I've kept a closer eye on her for all these years. Because I've never liked any of her other music. And I couldn't really tell you anything else about her music. Um, yeah. Weirdly, too. I mean, I'll probably cut this, but WAP was my
0: number four played song. It's Such a good song.
2: I I don't think you should cut that. I think that's a good fact. People want to hear that. Are you mad at number four, not in your top three?
0: I was surprised. Yeah, it was number four. Um, It was knocked out by jobs, by city girls. Mm. I don't work jobs, bitch. I am a job.
2: Should we move on to 2021? Yeah,
0: I think having said that on to 2021, I mean, one interesting thing that I was going to look up, speaking of research and I didn't, um, we're entering a lot of um, astrologers think we're entering the age of Aquarius um, which apparently for any uh musical fans, any Broadway fans, that's a very famous song from Hair. I do not know it, but that's kind of what everyone brings up. But the Age of Aquarius is a the time of um of change. Hmm. Again, didn't look too deep into it, but that we'll makes sense. it as a teaser. Next
2: episode, we'll will bring it. Yeah, it's a part. little
0: teaser. Um so for this for this segment we're going to do some manifestations for 2021 so no everybody grab grab your favorite crystal um well resolutions you know I, I, there's there's proven studies again that I that I can't quote um that show that you just get more disappointed in yourself if you like don't stick to your resolution like you feel like a failure so instead we're going to throw out some things that we would like to happen Um, It's modeled after college choices. So um, everyone is going to choose a safety, um, one that's definitely achievable, um, a target, one that's probably a good fit and you're most likely going to get in, and one reach, which is where we're going to shoot for the stars. (laughs) So um, my safety for 2021, my safety manifestation is I want to take lessons and I think that I have secured a celebrity coach depending on your definition of
2: celebrity. That, yes. That is quite celebrity. the teaser, Jen. That's, that's an very noted
0: Hopefully I'll be able to talk about it on um, on this pod and share a little bit of my journey, but I think that's, uh, that's what I want to do. It's
2: a good teaser. Um, get more eagles. And get more eagles. For me, I have two quick ones. Uh, number one would be a GGLC trip to Sweetens Cove. This is something we talked about right after we got back from Sweetens was the idea of bringing our members and doing a members only trip to Sweetens Cove, which I think would be really fantastic and achievable. And my second is to get a new set of club. it's, clubs. It's not really a manifestation because I'm fully within my own power of buying a new set of clubs. It's just a matter of doing it. So that's-
0: Sometimes it. you need to manifest things that even you yourself can do. Yeah. I have to manifest myself to do things.
2: Yeah. It's like I have yeah. to go through the effort of like, you know- Researching Research. and trying and all that. Yeah, there's, there's some steps to get there. So manifesting that for myself as well. I mean, that's
1: similar to mine, actually, which is to move out of my parents' house. And I know my mom listens to this podcast. So mom, I have really enjoyed my time here. It's been really pretty lovely, actually. Um, but you know, it's just it's getting to be time. I've been home since August. So, you know, it's we'll, not really that long. I mean, I know I'm saying long. that I haven't yeah. lived...
0: I haven't been doing it, but and it will it probably, probably be longer.
1: And it will probably be longer than I ever initially thought. But you know, we're just seeing what the COVID, what the COVID situation looks like. But again, easily, you know, within my own power to do so. Just need to research and do it, and eventually I will do it within
0: 2021. Oh, Kiki, Here's a relevant um thing that the listeners are probably interested in. You are 33 percent vaccinated right now. Right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That's really exciting.
1: I got my vaccine, hey, yep. folks. Yeah. So, yep. So I'm a nurse practitioner. So I was eligible for the vaccine. I got it um on December. Let me take a look really quick. What day that was? 21st, December 21st. So, uh, nine days ago, and I get the next one January 11th and I must say I didn't feel very well after it um for about a day but I also got covid really badly like back in the spring so I'm very curious if like people who had reactions to the virus initially had more reactions to the vaccine because that's kind of what I'm seeing um, just anecdotally from my colleagues. But um, your arm definitely hurts. And yeah, I didn't feel too well, but nonetheless, very small price to pay. And I would encourage everyone listening to encourage everyone that they know to get the vaccine so we can all go back to living our lives
2: I like the idea of, of Kiki uh, vouching for the vaccine as, like, inspiring <laughs> others to get the vaccine. Yeah, seriously, you guys. This is a this is public he health it, segment. You
0: know? <laughs> like, if Kiki Gruder has made you a drink, you don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Truly. Love it.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, but i yeah, mean,
0: I'm very much dying to get back to real life. Yeah. What back in to the world? What? you guys do anything for new year's eve no No. nothing at all i know same and i i'm kicking myself because last year i stayed in and made steaks and risotto and made a a lovely meal little did i know (laughs) that's my only option this year i really (laughs) wish that i had gone somewhere and just like gone kicked out yeah craving
2: like a moment in the limelight Jen, those days will come again. You will be kicked out of many bars in the future. I have but no I doubt that. that it will be sad. Like I think no, like I was, it, I. No, it was not, sad always. Not yeah, any less but, sad than it was the first couple of times?
1: Jen jumping over the bar at Marianne's.
0: For,
2: I watched oh, that video
0: not that long ago.
1: I watch and it
2: regularly.
0: It, that doesn't count as me getting kicked out because I was leaving. The whole reason no. I jumped <laughs> over the park
2: <laughs> to leave the bar. And, uh, you got out. escorted out. out of the fucking the you is not someone in control, leaving of their own volition. You got kicked
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, but no guys, I was literally leaving. I was literally leaving. Okay. So for the listeners, in case we keep this in Mary Ann's is an iconic, um, Boston college dive bar. And I was there post-graduation, um, for a football game and it's, it's a U shaped bar. And so it's very, it's a fire hazard, honestly, because I think in the event of a fire, you would be able to use that egress. You'd be able to get out that way that I went, um, I didn't feel like looping all the way around the bar because you would have to like literally shove your way through a crowd that was tacking on at least like 10 minutes, including running into somebody, having to chat, so you know, maybe getting another drink. Five. Yeah, I was looking to get out of there. And so I, I hopped over and just decided to cut the corner. And, you know, then, you and then you fell
2: over. And then it's my leg landing fell in, in the trash, the trash can. can
0: on the <laughs> other side. And so then I toppled over. I had also had my hood up. So like, I don't know what the point of that was, but like uh, my leg. sweater coat
2: too with the fur trim. <laughs>
0: The sweater coat. This is my sweater jacket. Uh, my Dale of Norway. And um, yeah, my my whole leg, and it was like it was a waist-high trash can. So it was literally my entire <laughs> leg went into the trash can, and then I like you know, tossed my other leg over and then immediately just like toppled over, like like
2: it was almost like you just like sat down though. Like you just like sat right down, and then you looked like a deer in the headlights, and the bartender started to yell at you. You just you looked so like I looked God. as surprised as she was. And, bashful, and you were like, what?
0: <laughs> Maybe we should post this on Gruner Golf and just really...
2: I, I think it's time for the world to see. I, I know it's been passed around our circles for it's years. Also,
1: it's also Creech, I'm pretty sure, filming it, encouraging you, hop it, hop, hop it, hop
2: it. Hop it. I, know, I was there and I think Taylor was there too. Like We had a crew with us and we're just like, yeah, Jen, go for it.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> that- everybody told me to do it. That was the thing. Like, it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal. The trash can, no one saw coming.
2: <laughs> Honestly, you if had it up to the trash can. Before. It would have been business as usual. Like, if you hadn't, if you hadn't stepped in the trash can, you would have been out of there in three steps.
0: Exactly. Three steps. Exactly. That was, you know, it was a low risk situation from what I could tell. But, folks, look before you leap because I haven't been back since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's not your fault, though um anyway anyway target,
2: <laughs> target uh manifestations
0: <laughs> so um target manifestations so these are the ones that are you know achievable i think that each of these goals are pretty achievable um obviously uh pretty committed to growing the pod and making it better and getting some really cool guests and i think that we should get michelle Wee. um who oh, yeah. was our first inspiration when we started grutter golf we used to like tag her and everything and like model packages after her at our events and all types of things. And I think it would be really full circle if we got her on the pod um, to chat because I'm
2: interested in really everything about her. Agree. Um, I want to sponsor for low expectations. And I don't think that's too much to ask. I think that is a very achievable goal. And, you know, we put a lot of hours into this, mostly Jen. And it's a true labor of love. And I think... You know, this year, it's been one thing because we haven't been able to do events. And so we've had more time to dedicate to the media side of things. Next year, when we're back to business as usual, hopefully, and and planning to be that way, at least, um, you know, we're going to be doing double time, right? We're going to have the events and we're going to have the podcast, we're gonna have everything else that goes along with it. And, you know, like Kiki said, our, our goal or our expectation leaving the PGA show last year was to quit our day jobs. Um, and so if we can at least maybe keep our day jobs for a little bit longer, but get some, get some cushion mm-hmm. <laughs> just to make, uh, make it a little bit more, uh, interesting and ultimately make it better, right. And make it better for our audience and make, um, our events better and all of that. I think that's really just what we're doing and why we're doing it. So that's my target manifestation.
0: Um, Kiki, what is your target manifestation for this year? So
1: I have, I mean, I have a lot for grutter Golf, but this is a personal one that I'm going to toss in here, um, is to break 90. Um, I haven't put a specific number on how many times I want to do that. Obviously as many times as possible, but maybe like five times or up to 10 times. You could definitely do that. Yeah. I I I think you're very much on the fringe. I've, I've done it twice, 88 and 89. (laughs) <laughs> and I I don't know, for some reason this year too, Jen, I feel the same way as you, like I was playing a lot, but I really wasn't keeping score in the beginning. And then I never really saw myself getting like consistently better. But the one year that I was playing like every single week and going to five iron a lot, that was when I really got better quickly. And I feel like when you're just like playing so inconsistently, like three weeks go by where you don't play at all. It's just so hard to like really actually see strokes go off your game. So yeah, that I'm going to try to keep score enough to, to do it. Yeah. i just putting it out there in the
0: world and I'm going to do it now. I think I think that the professional instruction bit of it, like, is really so important. And I yeah. think that's the part that, like, none of us have really committed to. Yeah, I've only ever get. had two lessons at five. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've had a handful of lessons. We also, I mean, I I feel like we should start plugging the Gruter Golf Ladies Club more often because I just recently signed up. So through the Gruter Golf Ladies Club, which is our membership model, um, self promotion, we have access full access to the Golf Digest schools, and they have so much shit on there. Yeah. And I was looking through it the other day and I was like, if I just, if like, we just did, and maybe as like, as a team or with the other girls in the club, we can like do like, I'll do it together or something, you know, be like, okay, like make a curriculum or something where we're all going to watch the same videos. Cause I think that that's kind of, I mean, that's one way to do it. And then, you know, obviously when we can get back to our weekend warm ups and things like that, that's another way. But I think you just really need like a professional at this stage in the game, like you don't just get better randomly. No. Which is no. Method that we've been using for
2: the past four years. Like, okay, for we the just best, enough,
0: we'll just get better.
2: Well, honestly, I feel like for the first four years, it was just like piecing together enough of a game to get through 18 holes and be able to keep some sort of score. And I think we've all gotten to that point. And I completely agree about the lessons. Like that's my, I would say that's another um, goal for or not goal, but manifestation <laughs> for 2021 is to get lessons because it really, I feel like I'm at the point where I'm just like plateauing, right? And I'm just like mm-hmm. seeing the same thing over and yeah. over again.
0: Yeah, I could say this like extremely mediocre forever, just like yeah. in the nineties. Like you know, and don't, you don't give me
2: i be happy like this. I could live yeah, out more, yeah, more
0: than I ever life. thought I would get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like keeping score sometimes, like that's pretty good. You know, like mm-hmm. never used to keep score because I would have a fit meltdown. <laughs> a meltdown. The actual Enjoy my Actually, one other thing that I want to do more often, but I want to commit to meditating more often.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: got an mm-hmm. app called insight timer. Um, and just even like 10 minutes a day in the morning before you do anything. Yeah. Quieting.
2: I like to do some breathing, honestly, on, on the tea box. I'll, I'll take a few deep breaths. Most often on the first tea box, which is usually, you know, in front of the clubhouse and in front of other people. And it's like, you know, the starter. Well, that's the thing. Like you're just in your head that like people are watching, whereas no one is actually watching and no one gives a fuck. But, who cares? <laughs> who cares? by a good Um <laughs> but But uh, no, I, I find myself like doing deep breathing like throughout the round. Sometimes even some yoga if I haven't gotten it in that day. Um, good idea. But uh, yeah, I think meditation is a great tool. I, I myself yeah. could use a lot more of it probably. Hashtag wellness. Yeah, me too. Susie. Susie. I was going to say, on Susie tagging Gruter Golf as a hashtag wellness on you know, LinkedIn. Anything else. All right. Our reach goals. Kiki. Okay. What do you have? Big one.
1: I want the founding foursome to go to the Masters 2021. Eek. I would for, love that for the weekend. Saturday, Sunday we pass. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I do. I
0: think we could be pressed. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe that's possible, but I just want to go, whether it's as a fan as media. I mean, if they're allowing fans, that's the other, that's the other caveat there. We don't really know yeah. what it's going to be in April, but
2: if we're media, yeah, we're
1: yeah. For media. But anyway, I'm just putting
0: it out there into the world. Yeah. I mean, it's a reach. So, you know, yeah, it's a reach, but it's a good reach. Haley, what do you, what's your reach, your reach manifestation? <laughs>
2: My reach manifestation is to meet Mark Cuban. This actually blends nicely with my previous target manifestation of getting sponsored for the podcast, but my reach is to meet Mark Cuban when I move to Dallas, which I'm doing at some point in 2021. I'm not sure exactly when, but I will be living in Dallas and I I know that Mark Cuban obviously lives there, so I yeah, want to anybody who lives in Dallas get in touch oh, yeah, with Yeah, want to be friends. Be my friend. Haley.
0: She's a good friend. She's a really good friend. She just sent us all fudge, hot fudge. Yeah. Mm, For seven days, like, it yet. You could that probably sounds- get some if you became friends with her. That <laughs>
2: sounds so creepy. Um, yeah, no, I I need friends. I don't know anyone there, but um, I'm hoping to meet Mark Cuban early on. And then, you know, I don't want to pitch him Gruttergolf right away, but I want to make yeah. sure that the pitch is really solid. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting that now just to like get some inroads with him I, I have one friend of a friend link right now so I'm gonna work that angle but I just want to put it out there in the in the universe so that maybe it comes back to me in a different way
0: yeah well I mean some low expectations wisdom Megan Lamoth herself said that everybody can get to anybody and that's so how she is gonna get Kevin to Bacon. Grit, you know what I mean
2: it's degrees. yeah it's so only a few degrees less than six degrees. is it six degrees of Kevin Bacon that's the saying seven degrees of Kevin Bacon but it's in reality it's fewer now that's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, there's a way to get to them. And if I'm going be, be
0: in Dallas. That's like literally one degree.
2: Yeah. yeah. I got to find out where he calls. I think that's the first step.
0: Yeah. You could get there. It's doable. Um, my, my region actually, maybe a Mark Cuban could help us out with this too, but I really want a TV show um, either on like Bravo or E like you don't even really need to have much of a concept for that. And I think that this whole thing would lend itself really well to like a, a model a la the Hills or the city um, because those barely had plots at all. Um, and they were semi scripted. And I don't even think that you'd have to script ours. I think that it could just be, you know, like a, a startup. Um, yeah. <laughs> so would that be the premise. It'd be following the
2: Gruder golf startup.
0: Yeah, it'd be like getting the story. I mean, maybe even like a documentary film crew, I would settle for that, that mm-hmm. type of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just I think we need I think we need some um some camera time, yeah. you know I think I think we're a visual medium mm-hmm. subject as
2: we're as we're saying this on our podcast
0: <laughs> yeah we I mean we need to get to 3D you know we need to get to the, the third dimension here we've done um, we've done the the Instagram and now we've we've got the voices added to that and now we just need to put them together yeah. I'm currently wearing a sweatshirt and a bathrobe
2: over it. So I'm glad this is not a visual medium right now. Jen and I are in prime time and matching black turtlenecks right now. (laughs) They both have Steve Jobs.
0: Thank you. Or Elizabeth Holmes.
2: (laughs) Holmes, Which I also take as a compliment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I can tell you make it. Actually, Elizabeth Holmes is a great segue into Hilaria Baldwin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just doubling down. And digging in when you've
1: been got. Let's let's talk about that right now because I had never heard of any of this until Haley sent it to I us mean, yesterday. I
2: not I don't watch like what is she on like the morning shows or something. I, I have like no idea time. what she's on. I've only known her. I love Alec Baldwin. I I know like his personal life is a mess, but I love him as an actor. Thirty Rock is to this day one of my all time mm-hmm. favorite shows. I love him whenever he's on SNL. Um, I knew that he was married to this woman, Hilaria. I knew that she was Spanish. That's the extent of what I knew. Well, I, I guess one more thing. I knew that she's like yoga affiliated and like... And then yeah, she has like to- a
0: wellness brand.
2: Exactly. But like I didn't know too much about it. And then... Uh, the other day, yeah, Hilaria Baldwin, or maybe it was just Baldwin trend- trending on Twitter, and so I clicked on that, and then I just got into a dark rabbit hole. I was off work on Monday, and I think I spent an hour and a half researching like what was going on with it, which is like by far like quick time. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Well, Jen, you can jump in with the Boston anecdotes, but I'll give like the very quick spark notes version of what's going down this week. Hilaria Baldwin, the wife of Alec Baldwin as of 2012, um, claimed this entire time, like for the past decade or so, to be from Spain to the extent where she was speaking with a Spanish accent. Uh, She's had five children. She's cranked out five children with Alec Baldwin in the span of eight years, which is wild to me. That sounds awful. And raising Uh, them as bilingual. Raising them bilingual, all of their names are extremely Spanish. I can't even pronounce any of them because I'll butcher it. Even though I took a lot of years of Spanish, I can't even begin to pronounce them because they're so Spanish-sounding. No hard language. That's one of I them know. is like Eduardo and they call him Edu or... Edu. Yeah, that's the newest yeah. one. That's the baby. I that learned that mean. recently. Um, but she's also... Okay, this is actually a side note that I don't think was in the article that I sent you guys or that Maria sent, but um, an angle that I found really hilarious is that Within the last two weeks or so, uh, Amy Schumer reposted a photo that Hilaria Baldwin posted with her baby. Because Hilaria also, like, she's in phenomenal shape. She's this yoga Pilates guru, whatever. So she has a hot little body. And like three months after giving birth, she just looks perfect. And she posts this selfie with the baby, and Amy Schumer reposts it. Like, and then just being Amy Schumer, just like kind of being funny and just dumb. She's like Oh, Like me and Jean wish you guys a happy Christmas, like which is her baby, like just pretending it's her, but obviously, like, so obviously making a joke of it. Hilaria Baldwin did not understand that it was a joke and called for body inclusivity and said that this was being that this is body shaming women that are fit and trim and that they should be included in body inclusivity too. And that's okay, when that- I totally lost her. I was like, woman. Get over yourself.
0: That's a really annoying thing because also like you can't have, and this is what I think a lot of people don't understand is that you can't have like, um, there needs to be discrimination involved, like to claim right. that you're, you know, subjugated in some sort well, of way. So you can't people- be like, like fit people. Everyone's like mean to us, and make f- makes fun of us. Like, actually, no, they don't. They make fun of fat people, right? You know, so like you can't say.
2: Well, it's when white people. It's like when white people claim that there's there's white no racism. such thing as reverse
0: racism. Exactly, there's, there's no such thing. thing because it, it implies the pat po- where the power is. So if exactly. you're the one in the power, then you can't be. You can't be like discriminated against if exactly. that makes sense. Like, no, stuff.
2: It completely does. So, anyway, this post with Amy Schumer is what ignited uh, the internet, sort of calling her out again for not having a Spanish accent. So, like, there's murmurs on Twitter uh, of people being like, by the way, where do your accent go? And so, with the internet being what it was within an hour within hours or days, whatever it was, there's a huge, like, a whole catalog of her family history. Both parents having been born and raised in Massachusetts, no Spanish heritage on either side of her, on her parents' lineage. Um, her her parents have since retired to Mallorca within the last like eight or 10 years. And that was her claim to ancestry. And she's just, she's in a wild spiral and it's a hot mess. And I have like no personal, I, like, I don't care. I've never cared less about a celebrity or like tangential celebrity thing, but it's just so fascinating to watch. So I don't know, Jen, maybe you can, give the viewers a little bit of insight into the the Boston angle well she's a complete I mean first of all she's a completely
0: random celebrity which is really my favorite kind because like (laughs) you know when somebody's only famous when there's a large scandal or something like I, I don't know I'm like an internet rat like I love stories like this especially where it's like misrepresentation that like you're gonna get caught like the boldness that it takes to do that is just so wild and so i mean one thing it's not really too surprising for me because um the cambridge school of weston where she went to school either high school or middle school or whatever no offense school for freaks um we used to play them in sports and like it was clearly the type of thing like i remember vividly like one field hockey game where it was like very clear that all of the kids were being literally forced to play the sport like they did not play at all and it was like the field was like very overgrown and like sports were just not a big thing there and the real kicker was that the it was not halloween and the goalie was wearing a furby suit a full furby costume the Cambridge school of weston yes yeah so she went to a very strange school so i mean and also too like i don't know people are weird
2: it's so weird weird (laughs) but it's so hard to get away with anything in this day and age so it's like why did you think this was gonna work Well, because she, like, believes it,
0: too. And, like, I, so I watched her, like, her, like, addressing the camera and stuff, like, whatever, her, like, Instagram thing thing that was, like, so, like, I mean, (laughs) so here is honestly, I don't know why. I mean, Hilary, Hilaria, it's the same name. It's like, well, no, like, I can't say, like, my name is Genevieve now and I'm French. You know, that's the equivalent. (laughs) You you don't do do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a wild, it's been a wild week. I mean, you could, uh. I don't know. It might. That might. I mean, there's not
2: much to say about it, right? It's like okay, <laughs> like you learn. It's just weird. Like, all right, then you go back to living your life. Yeah, it's just weird. And like I said, just entertaining at the very least. Um, it's weird. I kind of like it.
0: I should also point out here: never trust an actor. Hmm. Put that on your no. tombstone. <laughs> never trust an actor. <laughs> they might be acting to you.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Scary as hell scary
0: all right so i think we should probably get some li- listener questions huh yeah do it. um so thank you so much to everybody who submitted um these questions we're gonna get to a few tonight um we're gonna kick some off there were some haley specific questions um one is where will haley be golfing in july 2021
2: great question i know who this is from this is from probably our biggest fan in northeast ohio Ellen Hobbs Hirschman. So thank you for the question. Um, Probably somewhere in Dallas. I don't know where I'll be in July 2021, but I'm guessing in the Texas area, uh, if not traveling, uh, maybe to New York. I don't know. Maybe I'll be in the Hamptons with you guys and we'll be doing something with 4A. Another manifestation for the year. Mm. Um, But the answer is going to be a TBD. Oh, I thought there was like a, I thought you were like maybe going on a trip or something. Oh, not that I know of. I thought it was a leading question. Oh, no, I don't. Unless she has something up her sleeve. I don't know. Let me know, Ellen. Um, and she also wants to know how far has your handicap dropped this year? Great question. I did not plant this question, but I'm very happy to report it's dropped a lot. Um, I'm going to pull it up just so I can give an accurate number. But I uh, got a handicap this year, which was the first step. And it was for a club that my boyfriend and I never ended up going to because it was in New Jersey and we just weren't in New Jersey this summer to play there. But I snuck away with a handicap still. Um, started at a 32, which I thought was pretty good at my first my first go out of the mm-hmm. gate. Um, It got as high as a 34 in the height of the summer, which is really disappointing after having played like four months straight of golf every single weekend. Um, but I am happy to report that I closed the season at a 25.7. Um, so that is how far my handicap has dropped this year. So stay tuned. Amazing. That's a major improvement. Thank you. I mean, incredible. Looking back though, I and like obviously what you do with your handicap, you keep every single score. But I remember one round specifically, it was on the fourth of July. We played with another couple and we got so drunk and I kept every score. I don't think I played like the last five holes, and I still just kept score and just like doubled the par for my score. So like I think I closed the round with like a 116. So like I understand why it was as high as a 34 when it was. Um, but when I stopped that is literally why I <laughs> <100 laughs> a fake high score.
0: That's sandbagging, Haley. No, it's it's not that yeah, it what, is. If you try to bump up your handicap, like if you actually didn't play that and you made okay. your handicap higher, because that's the whole. Because it's like then you I understand the that, I, I understand
2: that, but I'd much rather do that. Well, no, I'd much rather. I keep know an that you're not actually score. trying to stand back anybody. I'm either. not because who lovely. am I playing against? I would much them. rather keep a very honest score than keep a vanity score where I only enter the good rounds. True. So you know, I'm fine putting in the one sixteens because you know that's who I was at the time.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Drunk.
2: I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was a drunk golfer and that was the square <laughs>
0: So that's not sandbagging. That's the truth. Not sandbagging. That's the truth. Um, Sophie McGolf asks what our favorite brands for tops and bottoms are. And she promises to listen. Um, and so we were talking earlier. At some point, we're going to have to stop doing free advertisements, but today is not that day. Um so obviously I highly recommend listening to the 4A um episode that we did with Megan Lamoth. Um I think it's pretty clear from that that we're just huge fans of her personally and of 4A as a brand. I mean the stuff is pricey, can't lie, but um another plug for the GGLC is that our grutter Golf Ladies Club members get 23% off, Jordan. So um which is pretty cool and makes it a little bit more um, a little more affordable. And they also do a handful of pretty good sales where things are like forty percent off. It's like a couple times a year, which is pretty legit. So if you have your eye on something, highly recommend taking advantage of of those sales. But I mean, I've never regretted buying any of those pieces. They're made in New York City, you know, so not sweatshop, which is big, um, not fast fashion. I'll shut up before I, you know how much we like it. Um, do you guys have any other suggestions for great places to look for golf apparel?
1: Yeah, I mean, Athleta does have really cute stuff that I think is, like, sort of versatile, too. Like, it's not, like, exclusively golf. You can wear it um, to, I think, do a couple of things. But they have really cute skirts that are a reasonable price point. Um, They have great pants, too. Yeah. And, I mean, Nike, I like... Well, actually, I have a pair of Jay Lindenberg pants that I really am obsessed with that were so expensive though, but I've yeah. worn them a lot.
0: <laughs> I, for really, wear. I really
1: yeah, have price
2: worn them for wear. Many times. Um, a times.
0: Price for wear and you're good. Yeah.
2: I mean, we uh, talked about this earlier, but you also don't necessarily need golf clothes all the time. Yeah. Leggings. golfing, like you can wear leggings and a lot of times leggings or joggers, like they can pass as golf pants. I've actually never owned a pair of formal golf pants and I've at private clubs in those pants, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've gone away with that. Um, and yeah, also, I guess other than where you're playing, but TJ Maxx, TV yeah, Maxx, never yeah nice.
0: Maxx always, I mean, most women's golf sections, like especially in the summer, if you're somewhere that you know there are golf courses abound, the golf section is usually pretty good because no one else looks there. Mm-hmm. Um, your competition isn't very stiff for probably what you're looking for. Um, and also just like I don't know, like you don't need to necessarily be wearing golf clothes to play golf. And I think that's something that people forget a lot. You know what I mean? Like you do not need to go buy a brand new outfit. Um, that's like from a golf store or something in order to play, like you can can wear shorts, pants, like it's really whatever. Like in most, most places, especially if you're playing like public courses, like who cares? You're going to see a guy maybe wearing jeans there. Yeah. No, or a girl wearing jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Public courses, really anything goes. Yeah. Ooh, and I do want to give one shout out to um, Abendroth Golf. So that's um, for pants. Apparently, I haven't purchased them yet, but I've eyed them at Solo Golf and Hangem. Shout out. Um, They don't make women's stuff yet, though. Um, But they're carrying the Abendroth pants, and it's a female-founded company. Um, I believe that the girl used to work at Titleist, and she sounds pretty cool. So maybe we'll get her on here sometime. Um, But I've heard that you can do a squat in them, and everybody's really obsessed with them. So I'm going to buy them.
2: Wow. So. The squad is a great selling point. That's yeah. a huge selling point. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that in really many pants. Mm-hmm. Barely any. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I can barely do one
2: regardless <laughs> of the pants. <laughs>
0: so that's, that's the close. I think there are lots of cool things happening Wear whatever you think looks cool and don't really worry about whether they got in trouble. Caroline Markey asks, um, what is the best thing and the worst thing that you watched this year? Mm.
2: Great question. I, I'm just going to do the recency effect or the recency bias. I'm watching Fargo right now. I'm all in on it. I think it's excellent. Um, The worst thing, I don't know. Maybe you have to come back to me on that.
0: Yeah. Remember when we saw Chris Rock? Yes. And he's back. He's back. He had kind of waned in fame when we saw him and tried to follow him. And then he noticed and
2: and then pretend like he was on his cell phone and walked away from us.
0: Yeah. It sucked. Um, Kiki, have you watched anything that you're um, really enjoying?
2: I was obsessed with the
1: undoing. I watched it like in oh. a day and I really thought it was so, 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 so good. Um I was so unsettled. I, I <laughs> but it was unsettled. good though. Oh, and actually, a really other good thing that I'm watching right now is called Your Honor. Have you guys watched it? It's with Brian Cranston. <sighs> Brian Cranston. And it's there's it's on Showtime. The fifth episode is coming out on Sunday, so it's like a live thing right now. I mean, yeah, I think that this is the recency effects. I'm saying the two things that I watched like in the last two months, but Your Honor is really, really, really good. I mean, I was obsessed with Breaking Bad, um, and it's a it's a great plot. Um, the worst thing I watched so many bad things. I don't even know. I
2: can't remember them. I feel like I just intentionally get rid of them in my brain. I don't have enough room for it. Oh, my God. I know what my worst thing is because it was really,
0: like, notably bad. Um, oh Matthew McConaughey's film, Beach Bum. <laughs> Never even heard of it. Never heard <laughs> oh of God. it. So I had seen the previews and I was literally, it's about this, um, like, like acid trip writer named Moondog. That is literally his name. Um, it was really, really, really so bad. So bad it was almost good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach Efron had a, had a brief uh, cameo in it, which was pretty entertaining, but it was like really, really, really bad. Um, even I didn't like it. Um, but my favorite thing that I watched this year, which I think I've talked about on the podcast already, is Betty on HBO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a series about these skateboard teens in um, New York City. Um, and it was based on the film by Crystal Moselle that was Skate Kitchen. Um, and it's like these girls actually are like truly like skateboard girls and crystal moselle like saw them on the train in new york city and just started like filming them and asked if it was okay i was like can i make a movie kind of about you guys and they kind of like crafted the narrative like around their real lives and stuff so it's kind of it's really interesting it was shot really cool and the soundtrack was really great and i then wanted to skateboard Mm -hmm. but i haven't yet because i'm really afraid of breaking a bone yeah i think we're too
2: old for skateboarding too dangerous yeah
0: And uh, Caroline Markey also asked us what our craziest dream this year was. I can't even begin to scratch the surface. It's been a wild year for dreams. I've told you guys about a lot of them and I would have to like go through all my notes. I I think that's
2: such a hard question. I never remember my dreams. I do one I had within the last week. I don't remember any of the specifics outside of the fact that uh, Donald Trump was getting a guillotine, (laughs) which was quite visual. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that, though. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna say anything else. Um, because I don't, like I said, I don't actually remember anything else from the dream.
0: A guillotine is such an interesting like thing to be in your dream.
2: Very specific. Well, Gar. yeah. I mean, I've also been watching the crown kind of like in the background. So maybe mm. the, I don't know, not that the guillotine was <laughs> present in the crown, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, um, the crown, that makes sense. I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Thinking maybe yeah, back to like sense. more medieval times. I don't know. Um, that's, that's all okay. I have for that.
0: We have a great question from um, Dave Cronheim of Ivy Ski Club um, who asks, what can be done to encourage more young female golf club members? Um, Tons of guys from 25 to 40, but hardly any girls.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, like you get golf club members by having female golfers out there. So it just arcs back to the original problem of not having that many girls in the sport. I know we've talked a lot about this throughout the series like of, of the episode so far, but you know, it starts young, right? Like it starts with girls being exposed at, at younger ages and then carrying on, um, into their late teens and beyond. Like I th- obviously think of first tee when I say that. Um, and then I think of people our age, like twenties and thirties that don't play and haven't played again, it just comes down to exposing them, exposing them and making them feel welcomed and encouraged to pick up a club. And then ultimately, like once they like it enough to want to join a club, then they will. Um, you know, you're not going to create club members out of nowhere. Like it has to come from females that are already golfing and already, you know, love the sport.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I just don't think that there's any um, players in general, 25 to 40, you know, female players right. in general. So obviously that's going to mean there's not a lot of club members. Like I think about me, you know, I at this point, after playing for a few years, Totally would consider joining a club now, like at this point, and, mm-hmm. whereas I wouldn't have at all five years ago. So I think, it, you know, it's going to be like a delayed um, thing, you know, a few years after because it's expensive and a commitment. So you want to make sure that you
0: really actually like it and can see yourself doing it for a while. Yeah, totally. I think it is. Yeah, it's just like purely a numbers game. And I mean, too, like, I don't know, we're not like data analysts necessarily, you know, like we see the stats that are out there. Um, I mean, it's almost similar to skiing. It's like, do you want to commit yourself to like skiing at one place all the time? Or do you want to kind of be able to like freelance and like go to other people's places and kind of like bop around? I think that's kind of like more of our demographic of golfer is like trying a bunch of different golf courses, Um, and yeah, it's, it's expensive, you know? And so, especially if you factor in during golf season around, you know, ages 25 to 40, you know, going to weddings is often a part-time job. Mm -hmm. So if you're like breaking it down to like how many times will I actually be able to use this membership? That's another factor that like I would enter into the, you know, consideration. You know, I probably would only join somewhere if I was like, okay, I'm really gonna, you know, cost per wear, you know, like you invest in something when you know, you're going to use it a lot. And so I think it's, it's, it's tough. So I don't, yeah, I don't really.
2: Again, if you have people that that love the sport and are willing to invest, not regardless of cost per wear, but, you know, taking that as a grain of salt is maybe not the defining factor, deciding factor. Um, You know, you're obviously going to see more female members if there's more female golfers that exist. Yeah.
0: The whole like, and also like a lot of clubs, especially like around Boston, like where I reside, it's expensive like there are most places like most of the private clubs are like pretty nice you know and they have really interesting i know somebody who is recently joining a country club like a very traditional like classic country club and they had to like go hang out there at like mixers and stuff at like fire nights i don't know because it's like obviously you can't like go to certain things but they were doing these like activities that they had like go and like meet with several members and like, you know, be referred. And I was just shocked to hear that was still like a thing because also the subjectivity of who's allowed into the club, like they can literally not accept you just if they don't like you. Um, So like the whole private club model to me is like a barrier to entry for golf. And it's something that makes Mm. a lot of people who, you know, that isn't a possibility for feel weird you know playing somewhere or something like that so i don't know yeah i was just like really surprised and i was also surprised that somebody around my age would like want to go through all that bullshit it's like take my money or don't you know what i mean like i don't i'm not really looking to be like accepted yeah it's very it's very strange and so it's odd that that's kind of how it still goes down in so many places that's just not something that's attractive to me you know Personally,
2: can i add one more thing kind of on that note Uh, But to attract more female members, I would suggest removing all limitations of female play on the weekends. Yeah. Because for most courses, females can't play before a certain time on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays too, um, you know, unless they're with a male member like, it's just ridiculous the rules that are still in place and like, well, that's the thing. Like you almost forget that they're in place. And then, you know, I was, I was at this course in uh, Cleveland where my boyfriend and I were playing pretty regularly his, his friends are all members there. And they said that offhandedly. And I was like, wait, so if I were a member here, I myself would not be able to come out before 10 AM on a Saturday. Like that is absurd to me that that is still the rule. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and then their defense always is like, well, pace of play. Like, well, I'm like, bullshit like i could be a scratch golfer and i wouldn't i still wouldn't be able to play like that yeah.
0: um yeah and like there are just different ways now that they mask it too so it's like a primary member versus like yeah. a household member or something and like normally you know i mean the you know the standards and stuff and norms are just still very much present i think in in most of most of america so it's gonna take time you know what i mean like we're poor it age of aquarius you know what i mean like we're really Trying to do this, so yeah, so we'll see. But um,
2: no, but you're right. Like those those aspects of the club mentality are totally decentivizing for me yeah. to want to join a club. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of like Greek life,
0: which I always yeah. found to be the stupidest concept. It's like, always in very the world.
2: by it. I think I think people forget. And just to clarify, like Boston College, where we all went, did not have Greek life, and so yeah, it is so foreign. So I have foreign. no idea what the letters mean. I don't know what. You know, your hand symbols mean. I don't know any of that. Creepy. It's so weird to me. It's I just don't get it. Yeah. like
0: You shouldn't have to force everybody to like be in a club to be your friend. Right. And that kind of goes with golf too, I guess, you know, like that's why, I mean, the Gruder Golf Ladies Club we have as an option, but you can still come to our events even if you are not a member of that. Right. Right. That's totally optional just as a way to, you know, enhance your, yeah, like we're talking about our club, <laughs> but it's, it's a different club. You know what I mean? It's, it's a not, different club. it's completely non-exclusive too. Like you pay us 150 bucks, you're in baby <laughs> or 200 in uh, New York city. But yeah, no, nothing subjective about the, about the entree. Um, Melissa asks us, our new member actually. Um, welcome. Uh, Do you think women's golf will ever be a place where we do more destination travel? So many men travel in herds to awesome places, but women seem a little more reserved and stick local, where it's often hard to find a like-minded crew. What's holding us back, and what can we do to get more ladies packing their clubs and hitting the road? I love that phrasing. That is great. It makes me want to pack my clubs and hit the road right now.
1: Um I think, it, I mean, I think it goes back to the same thing. It's just like, there's not enough women playing and invested in, you know, be willing to, you know, make the trip and make pay for the cost of the trip like that. You know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. It's, you have to have, you have to really be sure that you're going to have like a great time going because you're not going to go do something where you're like kind of unsure of it. But I mean, Again, similar to us, like we're now at the point after playing for a few years where we're fully committed to planning something and and getting into travel for the next year. So I think it yeah. takes a little while after you
2: start playing, and you have to like to your point that you really have to want to do it and want to invest in it. And to what Jen said earlier, you know, at this age, being in weddings and traveling for weddings and being you know part of bachelorettes and all of that, like that does end up being a part-time job. So, your weekend your weekends end up getting very limited and so it really just takes you know the desire to want to plan a trip like that and organize a group um so you kind of just need someone to do it not for you by any means but like you just need someone to do it and then we're kind gonna of, do it exactly yeah, well we're that, gonna was do it also. that was my subtle you. plug into us <laughs> it. kind of um,
0: buried the lead there but we're very much that's definitely something that's on our um, on our minds has been for a little while. Um, cause I think too, you know, like prior to this year, I definitely wasn't confident enough in my golfing ability to like, I don't want to go to Scotland yet. Right. Cause I don't want to go to like Scotland and suck. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to go, if I'm going to like make, do a big trip, like I want to be sure that it's something that, um, is money well spent. And then I don't like truly hate myself, you know, that I can like play well enough to actually enjoy myself a little bit. So I think it's almost like we just need to like connect the dots on like a lot of these things. Like, I think there are definitely pockets of, you know, female golfers all across the country that would be interested in different things. And there are organizations that do trips, you know, I think that we're actually going to do
2: a trip to Seoul, huh? If anyone is dying to to get to Toledo, Ohio. I am. It doesn't matter um, what the destination yeah. is, though.
0: It'll- it does. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think yeah. that there's. Yeah, so we're, we're going to get into that. So I I can't wait to pack up our clubs and hit the road well said <laughs> um okay and actually our our final questions um coming from at madkins um our home girl from the nlu message boards um are there any L- lpga events that we are going to go to in person next year
2: well solheim we'll be definitely there
0: solheim. we're definitely going to the solheim.
2: Our high water we will be there <sighs>
0: And I think shop yeah, I was gonna say I mean that, we'll, yeah. we're really we're gunning at this point to get press passes to anywhere that will have us. And so, I want to go to the US open too. So badly. So badly. there's more yeah. manifestations.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the whole, we episode didn't, is manifesting.
0: That's <laughs> the whole thing. I've got my crystal right here. I'm <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh, full moon was last night. It still pretty, out, grits out. Grits out. The whole thing is manifesting actually for the last four years. I mean, and it's worked. Um, so yeah, I I mean definitely solheim definitely shop definitely us open and really anything else i mean we've been saying so much too that we're dying to get to asia so i would love to do like swinging skirts um singapore seems so fucking cool um so jen you yeah. would get
2: kicked out of singapore i have a feeling what <laughs> why <laughs> it's so right there <laughs> Singapore really? is so so strict. You would totally get kicked out of Singapore. Like Do you recall way. the story we just? Like, oh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> that was five years ago, more, more. more than that. Oh, it was like eight years ago. No, we were out of college when Jen did that. Oh, true, yeah.
0: true, true. we were like six years six, ago.
2: Um, no, we can. I mean, hopefully you won't get kicked out, but I am afraid to go to Singapore. There's so many rules.
0: But in what out? way, though? In what way is it strict? I think
2: yeah, you do again. I'm going to have to like
0: post an edit. <laughs> I think you're not next. allowed to spit on the streets, which I like, I don't think you should be allowed to spit in the streets anywhere.
2: Yeah, no, that's something like, I think they have very strict drinking rules. I only know this because my company's holiday party, they took everyone to the Philippines, like on boat. Really? So they, they couldn't party in Singapore. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I'm going to have to post an edit on our next going <laughs> I have to do a little more research into this. Um, we're gonna go there anyway. Oh, um, Making in your house is illegal in Singapore. There you go. Doing what is illegal in Singapore? is forbidden almost everywhere. You can't make noise after ten p.m. There, there's a lot of rules. Being oh, gay fun. is illegal in Singapore. There what? you have it. Yes, <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, I, like might,
0: I don't want to go I there. Be, I might be out on Singapore. Yeah, dude, yeah I don't. Why are we may going to Singapore then? What's up? Why are we doing any business in Singapore if there, you're not allowed to be gay there?
2: Are we personally doing business in Singapore? <laughs> we, we were
0: just talking about it. I was um, about. Wait, to we're do
2: learning this and actively taking it all back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I take it back. <laughs> Honestly, no. if you're if you're not down with the gays, then you're stifling your economy and you're stifling everything. Like I cannot imagine a world without gays. So yeah, why would you want to? It's just, it just seems it's just crazy. So um, we'll bring that up with somebody um anyway and that actually brings us to the final very last question the very last question um which is um what is our schedule of events for next year for gruder golf and we're pleased to announce that we're bringing back our full schedule um obviously they might be a tiny bit different just with the way that you know cart mates will go we're obviously going to follow whatever the strictest standards in the land are um on keeping people safe we have avoided a super spreader event thus far. We, want we to didn't continue. have any to do that, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we shut it down because any event, you know, the mm-hmm. in the old days of Gruder golf, like, you know, it's a lot of breathing and faces, a lot we of laughing. A singing, super spreader. Yeah. A lot of sharing drinks, a lot of shots. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's super spreader. It's literally asking, it's asking for it. So we'll obviously have to, you know, change things up a little bit, but if 2020 has shown us anything, the appetite for golf is alive and well, and the appetite for Gruder golf is, even voracious,
1: yeah. So, if anybody uh, feels passionately about us coming to a specific city, Haley is moving to Dallas, like we mentioned. So, we're gonna maybe be doing something there. Uh, Baltimore, Philly, Chicago, which is you know on the heels of five iron, and
0: anywhere else, get in touch. And of course, New York. I wanna I wanna give a special shout out to Kansas City. That's that's somewhere that's on my short list.
2: I like that. Northeast Ohio. There's a lot of people calling for us there. Yeah. So, I mean, reach out and that
0: could, we could do a swing during like around the Solheim or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back to regularly scheduled programming. So our signature events, plus any, um, any a la carte events that we, that might come up, which is exciting. Very yes. exciting. Do it. We're happy to be back. We're very happy to be back. Oh my God. Um, thank God. Oof. Thank God. Um, so I think that just about does it. Is there anything else that anybody would like to cover? Yeah, we're going to record for like 30 minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, it was it not minutes, two hours later. <laughs> Things just go off the rails, especially in the Marina interview. I kept thinking of more questions and she had to go.
2: <laughs> and I thought we were going to be on for another 45 minutes. I was like, we got to wrap it up. I was just like, wait, what about the mud balls? You know, like there's a lot of things that I like, needed to know and I didn't know when the next time I would be
0: able to ask somebody would be. So try to get it all out there. Um, but um, okay. So we're signing off in 2020, everybody. Thank you so very much. I um, want to close this out by thanking the listeners we're really touched that, um, you know, you have listened, that you've reached out, you've told your friends would really, really appreciate it. If you left like a written review in, um, Apple pods, you know, just to give your two cents. Um, obviously five stars is preferable, um, and the only option. So don't even leave a review if it's going to be less than five stars.
2: Um, so some fours in there just to make it look legit.
0: All right, you I like know. having a clean five. Okay, I think about it. <laughs>
2: <bad. All laughs> I can, you know.
0: Hey, this is the this is the reach, you know, gonna manifest. And by that I mean tell people. Um, so everybody, um, we hope that you have a very safe and enjoyable New Year's Eve. And we will see you in 2021. And thank you so much. Um, so till 2021, uh hang loose, swing easy, and we will see you later. Bye. <laughs>
3: Sweet
0: dreams <laughs> 2021
3: Manifest your dream When I was young I knew everything She a punk Who rarely ever took advice Now I'm guilt stricken Sobbing with my head On the floor Stopping baby's breath And a shoe full of rice No held responsible She was touching her face I won't be held responsible She fell in love in the first place For the life of me I cannot remember What made us think that we
0: kiki claiming that the pavilion at sweetens cove was giant subjective Um, term very subjective term so kiki did you did you find out how big the pavilion actually is Oh shit no. I forgot. To...
2: <laughs> <laughs> shit, I didn't. I never <laughs> looked it up. Okay. Let me see. Uh... <laughs> you have it though, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's in
1: it's <laughs> in a message. I just never put it in the dark. <laughs>
3: We never talk of our lack in relationships And how we're guilt-stricken, stubborn With our hands on the floor We fell through the ice when we tried Not to slip, we'd say it Can't be held responsible Cause she was touching her face And I won't spots of she found